Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Embracing Enough podcast. I've always said that one thing is for sure, it's that women and girls have some incredible stories to tell. And that's what we do here. We share our stories in the hope that it allows others to feel seen, to feel heard, and hopefully less alone. This is your host, Dina Skippa, founder of Enough Labs, and I am so excited that you're here. I'm an empowerment coach, gender equality advocate, motivational speaker, and a goal-crushing boss. And this show is your guide to all things confidence, mindset, growth, and resilience, all in the spirit of helping you to embrace how enough you truly are. Myself and some incredible guests will be coming to you each week to drop some gems. The goal is to offer you the space in creating a vision that supports you in your relationships, creating work-life balance, and be more aligned with your truth. Our mission is to help you do all of this while embracing how enough you already are and embodying the essence of joy, abundance, and permission every step of the way. Consider me your personal coach through these episodes and think of me as your confidant, your ally, and most importantly, your sister friend. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Embracing Enough. I want to open this episode up in full transparency. So last week, I shared in my newsletter that a new episode would be dropping because I announced my intention for June and being completely unapologetic in all facets of life. That was for me, that was for everyone else reading, everyone that's a part of this community. And I had every intention of getting that episode out there. And then I didn't. (laughs) So what would I normally do? I would of course apologize profusely. I'm a woman of my word. So if I say I'm going to do something, I have to do it. Otherwise, what will that say about me? Well, it says absolutely nothing. For years, I have put an enormous amount of pressure to do the right thing, to show up and do what's expected. And with even the slightest misstep, I would have to apologize. But not this time. (laughs) because I am doing everything I can to break up with this nasty habit. Despite all of the work that I've done on myself, all of the workshops, all of the books, I still find myself tripping up over I'm sorry. So, so what? I didn't launch a podcast when I said I was going to. So what? If it was the first week of this six-month streak that I had released a new episode every single week. What was I secretly telling myself would happen? That my business would crumble if I let one week go by and didn't do what I was telling myself I had to do? Let me let you in on a little secret. Guess how many people hit me up by email and in my DMs demanding, Dina, where is that episode you promised? Not a single person. Now this may seem like a small example to share with you here, and I'm not trying to get you to feel bad for me. It's just that it was a telltale sign for me about my knee-jerk reaction to want to leap to an apology at every single turn, 
to leap to say I'm sorry for not holding up my end of the bargain. And it's insanity. Now, I haven't done any real research on this, but I'm willing to wager a bet that many of us who tend to jump to apologize for something that we feel we should have done or shouldn't have said are nine times out of 10, the only one actually paying attention to the thing that we promised we would do or said the thing that we said. And I'm curious if others who listen are feeling this way too. I'm curious if you find yourself saying, I'm sorry, all the time in that knee-jerk reaction way. You forget to text your friend back, I'm sorry. You accidentally bump into someone at the grocery store, I'm sorry. You sneeze in the middle of a meeting, that's right, I'm sorry. It's a seemingly endless cycle. There are actually studies, people have done research, that has collected evidence that women apologize more than men. It's not a hypothesis. Recently, a study produced by the University of Waterloo found that women tend to apologize more often because they have a lower threshold than men for what they consider offensive. Now, sure, that could very well be true, especially when it's published in a fancy official study. But isn't it more than that? See, when you're a serial apologist, like your girl here, you are mostly doing it out of habit, likely stemming from a childhood where you were made to feel wrong or you were afraid of some kind of punishment. Many of the research, out, many of the research that I've actually come across that studies shame and apology actually confirm that apologizing when we have done something wrong, sure, it's a real strength. But compulsive apologizing presents as a weakness, one that can show up in work, in personal relationships, and this tendency to over-apologize even in situations that don't warrant an apology, I've found starts very early with girls. Because we grow up receiving these complicated and confusing messages about what quote-unquote good behavior looks like. And then as girls reach adolescence, they're increasingly asked to conform to what are an impossible set of standards. From a young age, boys are encouraged that when they show direct, confident behaviors, let it be winning a game to climbing a tree, they're celebrated. Girls, on the other hand, are also told to be ambitious, smart, and successful. But for them, the directive comes with conditions, like be confident, but not conceited. Be smart, but no one likes to know it all. Ambition is good, but not too much. Don't try so hard. Be assertive, but only if it doesn't upset anyone else. It's all confusing. And the confusion that is set in motion at an early age reflects the fact that girls are often expected to be empathetic and worse, hyper aware of how their actions affect others. I know I'm guilty of this. And that is the part that is not only confusing, but it's exhausting to have this 
empathetic awareness at all times being we're conditioned to be more attuned to and responsible for how other people are feeling how our behavior affects others it's just too much and it complicates behaviors that are associated with success winning drive competition simply put girls are often rewarded for focusing on others feelings while boys are more often rewarded for asserting themselves i can remember my own adolescence where my over apologizing was set in motion and i can remember that sense of relief i would feel when i would apologize for something and someone would say it's okay don't worry immediate reprieve now i'm not out here saying that every girl falls prey to this sick cycle of conditioning i feel like there has never been a more exciting time in our history to be a girl but let's be honest we still have a problem with girls who act quote unquote bossy now i may have grown up in the 90s but in my conversations with girls today i still hear from them about their experiences that if they don't play by the rules there might be this experience of negative feedback something that's not so comfortable to hear from their friends their family a girl who is assertive might be called bossy a girl who shows confidence in her ideas might be called conceited and this is no different for how it plays out for women i mean if we just look back at the last year in the landmark number of women who ran for the democratic presidential ticket they got blasted for being their confident and unapologetic selves for what they brought to the table everything was met with right but who does she think she is oh she's so full of herself the fact is that we're still told to work hard get ahead and be successful and yet are often shamed especially by female peers if we appear pushy overly confident or too forward we learn early on either inadvertently or inadvertently that we don't want to be seen as overly confident aka too much so it can be tempting for a girl and even a woman to use that qualifying language to avoid being viewed in a negative light by those around her so girls and women can begin to sprinkle throughout their language the apologies and qualifiers that turn statements into suggestions and make requests feel less demanding i know becomes i'm not sure but i have a question turns into sorry would it be okay if i asked a question <laughs> i mean as i'm sitting here talking about it i know i've been guilty of it in the workplace in relationships i dim the thing that i'm trying to say and so many of us struggle with unnecessary apologies that permeate our everyday lives the i'm sorry's that are not for any intentional offense or something catastrophic no it's the ones that are so often for simply being yourself and speaking your truth and that has got 
to stop. I will always share my journey and the fact that I have dug deep. I'm doing the work. I continue to do the work. And let's be honest, I'll probably be doing the work to look within myself for the rest of my life. Because in doing this work, I get to face these hard truths. And I realize that I have gotten sucked into a pattern of over-apologizing for years. A couple of weeks ago, I was digging into some old journals, partly research for the book I'm writing and partly procrastination on other things. And I got sucked in. I found myself wrapped in my shame around how much I apologized as a teenage girl. Every entry I was reading, I am telling you, I was apologizing in virtually every single one from thinking I said the wrong thing to a friend, from pissing off some boy I liked, from not anticipating the right thing to do in a family situation. So now that I'm an adult and I've done all of this work <laughs> in unlearning these these destructive patterns, I'm like, gah, stop apologizing. I say it to me, I say it to friends, I say it to clients, I'll even say it to strangers I come across. No, I'm serious. If something, if someone comes across my path, especially a woman, and she says something, she apologizes for something that is not apology worthy, I'm like, you have nothing to apologize for. She may think I'm crazy because we don't know each other, but hey, message transmitted. <laughs> and whenever I'm with my niece, man, let me tell you, I have this hairline trigger that gets set off if she says those two words, I'm sorry. Like, I get it. We don't want her to be unkind, but you're three. Do you really have things to be sorry about? I'm like... Live your life, girl, apology-free. It is so damn liberating. Enjoy it. <laughs> we all have to be more intentional in how we express ourselves because it helps us be seen as the confident, badass self that we are. And curbing the constant need to apologize requires the same strategy as kicking any other habit. Because the constant need to apologize can lead to this experience of excessive guilt and toxic self-blame. And I'm telling you, it, it, it chips away at your confidence, which could in turn lead to more apologies. Listen, it takes constant work to deprogram the misogyny that lives in our very own brains. Why am I automatically inclined to apologize for something I've done or haven't done? It's because we're trained to do so. We don't have time to keep apologizing for showing up, for kicking ass and taking names. We don't have time to keep playing it small and safe for the comfort of others. It's high time for women to kick this apology habit and take their power back. Because as my friend in my head, we're not friends in real life, but she's a friend in my head, Jessica Zweig. She shared today, actually. She wrote, you're it. It's you. Own it. Stop fucking apologizing for taking up space, for shining bright, for turning heads, for making money, for changing your mind, for winning, for following your heart. And I read that 
post and I just, it hit me on so many levels because I have apologized for every single one of those things recently and over the past couple years. And I feel this compulsive need to apologize for it because I want to please people with my decisions. I want people to look at me in the way that I'm showing up for myself and the paths I choose and, and be pleased. <laughs> and it just serves literally no one. Uh, like I started off this episode saying, I'm probably the only one um, thinking about it as much as I am. Listen, I could leave you here with a few simple strategies to move forward with, but there's a strong chance that you've heard them before. So can we make it even simpler? I want to leave you with just one small step to take this month, this week, right fucking now. Give yourself permission. Every single one of us is responsible for showing up as ourselves unapologetically. We have to give ourselves permission to be who we are as we are. It's only then that we can show up fully for ourselves, for our loved ones, and for each other. We have the permission. We have it already. But there's, there may be something stopping you that says you can't give it to yourself or, or I could never dare to do it. No, you can. Now go ahead and own the hell out of your light. <laughs> Let it shine and try to recognize where your over-apologizing shows up because it likely is in some shape or form. The more we recognize, the more we get to consciously work on it. And I hope that this episode can inspire you to stop apologizing for who you are and even more importantly, who you are becoming. Until next week, friends, continue to remind yourself how enough you already are. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Embracing Enough with your host and sister friend, Dina. I so hope you enjoyed our topic this week and hopefully you found some ways that this could apply for you. I want you to join us each week right here every Monday where we can come together and explore all of the ways that we can use ourselves as a lab, testing out new strategies and experimenting with ways to build our confidence, show up as our fullest selves unapologetically and take bold empowered action as the badasses we are. As always, you can head over to www.enoughlabs.com and learn a little bit more about us. And you can also follow us on social media at Enough Labs on Instagram and Facebook. If anything landed with you in this episode, please be sure to tell me. I'd love to hear from you. And also, be sure to rate and review the podcast. You know I live for feedback because really, this podcast is also just one of my many, many experiments. Until next time, gorgeous people. And remember, never stop reminding yourself how enough you already are.